Hello and welcome you got this. to the Waffle Zone. I'm your host, Steve. And on the line with me in Perth, Australia, I have Kirsty Prince. Kirsty. How's Hello. it going? Oh, good. Thank you. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. And also on the line with me in Kansas City, I got Matt. How's it going, Matt? Good. How are we? We're all right. We're all right. I guess. Is Kersey all right? Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's go. Yeah, we're feeling it. Bring it on, baby. What'd you listen to this week, Kirsty? Well, um. <laughs> Is, are we really doing this? Yes. Go. Okay. Come on. Right. Okay. So, um. I've been watching Simone, the guitarist from Voyager, doing a series of reels on Instagram. Um, she does mon- Migraine Mondays, talking about how she manages her chronic migraine disease. Yeah. Which is really interesting and can help anyone, really, who's struggling with their health. But the other thing is slinky riffs. So she's playing a riff or solo that she loves, and she's taking requests. So I asked for solo from Lifeline by Voyager, because that song-, song always cheers me up. Yeah. And... The solo is really nice. It reminds me of the one from Isle of Avalon. Okay. And that's a roundabout way of telling you I listen to Ghost Mile by Voyager yet again. Okay. And I listen to it on Spotify. And so it just comes up with a song that's similar. And that was a Swedish band called Vulcan. Um, so it gave me another prog metal band. Uh, I listened to the album that that song came from. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Uh, the singer has a really nice voice, and I think if you like Carnival, you'd enjoy it. And I was getting some news and Radiohead vibes at times as well. Anyway, that was their second album from 2016, and it's only 40 minutes long. So I played that a couple of times this week, and then I listened to their latest album, Technatura, from 2020 which is just over an hour long. So I got a bit bored and I might come back to it. And I listened to a Black Sabbath album that I wasn't too familiar with because it's Dio area and it's called Dehumanizer. That's the one so, Matt likes. I love yeah, that. I, I completely forgot. Like after I listened to it, I was like, oh, Matt keeps mentioning this because it wasn't because of you, Matt. Oh, um, you. It was because it was on the latest episode of And Volume for All which is a podcast that's just done an 11-part series on Dio. Um, yeah, I did realise afterwards that you've been mentioning it a fair bit. I thought that album was great. It was really heavy and dark and doomy, like the old stuff, and it had lots of big riffs. And I feel like Steve could almost get into it, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah I reckon. I reckon you could just get past. What was your favourite? I don't feel like it's too DOE on it. Um, computer God. Yeah, I, I love I, that marching riff at the start. Oh, yeah, that was all, really good. Yeah. They were all good. I'll probably give that another go. Anyway, um, it's fair Brucery, so you won't be too surprised to hear I listen to Bruce Dickinson. Yeah, happy February. February. Listen to Skunkworks, Accident of <laughs> <laughs> The Chemical Wedding and Tyranny of Souls and Screen For Me Brazil. Oh, cool. And then, after all that, Bruce, I fancy the change. 
So this is the X Factor by Iron Maiden. And later that day, I realized Blaze's album was out. Yeah. So I was really pleased that I'd chosen the X Factor because it was like segued into it. And so, yeah, I listened to Blaze's album a few times. And you listened to it as well, didn't you, Matt? Uh, Sarah, can you say that again? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, did you or not? Did you listen to the new Blaze album or not? Oh, no, no, I didn't. Pay attention, Matt. What are you doing? Are you on Twitter? (laughs) Sorry. Um, No, I listened to the first track once or 15 times. So you liked it? Is that all? Yeah, I didn't get past the first track. I thought you listened to the whole thing. No, no, the other night. Like, I listened listened to the first track, and I was like, oh, ho-hum. And then I played it again when I was doing something. I was reading something. I was like, oh, that sounded all right. So I went and listened to it again. And then I put it on a loop when I was talking to you. I was like seven or eight times. And I was like, I'm really digging this. So I got to about 15 and I wondered how long I'd been listening to it for. I was like, it's got to be an hour. <laughs> Didn't realize it's only a three-minute track. But I, no, I'm really digging that. Cool. That's the only one you got to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My, okay. Was it mind, mind reading? I got, yeah. a, I got a bit but Yeah, I got a bit further. I listened to the whole thing. Mm. I was listening in a, I was listening in a car with Billy and she was really getting into it. And um but then there's this one track it's called The Broken Man, I think it was called. And it sounds a bit like a musical. And she agreed with me. But she she really liked it, but I wasn't too sure about that one. And then the next track after that was like Bagpipes. So she says that's ruined the entire album for her. Um, then Chip told me about MGMT, got a new album. Somebody who listens might know them. Yeah, I, I not that was pretty I never good. even heard of that band when he said that. Yeah, I think they're quite big here. I think they're a little bit like Tay and Parlor. Is that what they're called, MGMT? Yeah. So it doesn't stand for anything? But I think it stands for management, but that's what <laughs> they're called, that, MGMT. That was, the, that was the first thing I thought of, but... Okay, and all right, there's only one album left, and that is Adrian Smith's birthday, the day this comes out. Happy birthday, Adrian Smith. And I listened to Primal Rock Rebellion, Awoken Broken. Adrian Smith's birthday today, wow. Mm hmm. Awesome. Awesome. 67. Wow. On release day. Mm hmm. That's of. That's heesh. That's getting up there. But I guess the yes. the older the older they get, the older we get, the younger they are, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem so old once you get near there, does it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So Matt, what about you? I listen to Europe Secret Society. There is no filler or killer on this album. There's not a weak track to be found. No filler I or like killer? Be... There's no filler, all killer. Oh, all killer. Okay. You've just blown my rhythm. Sorry. Start over, please. You, I listened to Europe. It was no filler. Oh, killer. It was. So anyway, I listened to Secret Society. I really, really like that. Uh, I listened to some more Europe, War of Kings. I listened to some more Europe, Walk the Earth. And that's all modern Europe era. It's all good stuff. None of that 80s pop rock. 
Uh, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, what else did I listen to? Some Queen's Rike. So last week, um, I don't know what you were doing. You're doing something naughty. Sorry? Beep, beep. Come on, Matt. Let's go. Okay, sorry. Um, I lost my train of thought. Queen's Rike, Rage for Order. I listened to that was after listening to music. For a lifetime, I hadn't listened to this before, and I didn't mind it. Oh my god, you're beeping a lot here, Matt. Have you are you on medicine tonight or anything? Or <laughs> do you want to? It is February. Swear you want to talk about the wedding again or what? No, no, I we're I'm good. Just, I think I'm just going to have to come out and say this. People keep typing on the Skype chat while not, we're talking. Not these people, beeping, and it's really putting us off. What? Yes, I told you I couldn't read and talk at the same time. Sometimes I can't even talk at the same time as talking. There's another one. Anyway, um, so Queensryche, Rage for Order. I had listened to music for a lifetime last week and said I'd never listened to this album, so I gave it a run this week and I quite enjoyed it. Uh, For the most part, there was a track or two that didn't do much for me. Is it Screaming in Digital? I think I really, really liked that track. That was good. Uh, You like Screaming in Digital? Yeah, it's got a weird. It's 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 got a great chorus, but it, like the the verses are really weird because it's got that, you know that. I don't even know how to describe how he does Ooh, the vocals right. and the verses. It's a really odd sound. I went back and listened. So listening through the album, and then I went back and listened to that track again, and I thought it was good. Uh, what else did I have? The warning. So that was a cassette that I had from back in the day. The warning is awesome. I couldn't do it, and as soon as I heard of warning at the start, I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah, it's taking me back. And <sighs> I was indifferent. For some reason, I used to think that was a really short album, but I think it's just because I never got through it. And I listened to it once this week, and I'll never have to listen to that again. God, that's like, that is listen. like top two or three Queen's Rock album for me, easy. Top two or three? No. Easy. I don't know what it was. It's so didn't... good. You got to get through the whole thing. It's so good. I did get through the whole thing. You liked Rage for Order better? Yes. Oh, yeah, my God. Was... Rage for Order is like, I mean, they've got some garbage albums that they did in the, in the late Jeff Tate era. That's what I heard. But, man, that, uh, to me, uh, Rage for Order is bottom tier Jeff Tate, other than oh. the really garbage Jeff Tate. There, but there, I, but walk in the shadows is freaking like that was good amazing. But I think song. I think part of it was I had the expectation that I wasn't going to like it. Just remembering back to when I was a kid, yeah, morning, and I didn't like it then and didn't do anything for me now. Mm. Uh, but then I went and listened to Operation Mindcrime, and it's cliche to say how good that is. But I was like, oh my god, this album is so good. Like it had been a little while since I'd listened. Like listening through in basically in order from the start of their catalog to hear where they had moved into at the time. Oh yeah. Come out. God, that's brilliant. It is. Uh, so then I went and listened to empire and I was like, Oh, this is like nineties, early nineties. And there's some songs I don't mind on there. And some was like, I just don't like the sound of nineties Queens. Right. Yeah. So having said that, I went and listened to promised land. Ooh. Is that now, is that one of the ones you don't like? Oh, I, I love wet- promised land is another amazing. It's so good. Oh, is that right? Yes. Oh, okay. So I was in and out of Queen's Right before this came out. So I'd never heard it. And 
when I heard the first track, is it like 9.28 a.m. or something? I think it's called. Yeah. I was like, oh, this sounds like mind crime again, like that sort of sound. So I was like, oh, I'm pretty excited to hear where this is going to go. But then the further I got into this, the less and less I liked it, and I just I, I can't see myself ever listening to this album again. Uh, there's just some really good personal songs and just like softer songs that are just amazing on that album. There's some weird stuff too, but man, yeah. I, I love that album. Maybe it's just not for me. Um, and I wanted to hear, oh, I was getting off to another album, uh, Journey of a Thousand Years from Kiss. So I went and brought out the Psycho Circus. <laughs> so they, you don't think much of that, do you? I, I do. Lo- I mean, I, I take it for what it is. I mean, it was a, a farce of a uh, comeback, you know, of the original band album. But there's some good stuff on it, though. There is. And because I always think, yeah, there's not much to this. But when I listen through it, it's, I don't know, kind of good time music. I like it. Uh, but I think that's the best track on the uh, Journey of a I'll, Thousand yeah, Years. That's my favorite. Yeah. But Into the Void, it's just a kind of silly song, but I really like the guitar hooks through that during the chorus and all. Yeah, it's the ace song. The, it is. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, there's just little things in most of those songs that elevate it a little bit for me. So I like that album. I know it gets a bit of, a bit of flack. But that's the way it is. Uh, so I listened to Argus by Wishbone Ash. Wishbone Bash. Wishbone Ash. I uh, didn't do that. I went and listened to Coat of Arms again, the one I was referring to last week that's about two or three years old. And okay. it sounds like a band that's been around for 50 odd years. They're just very mature sounding, pretty melodic. I liked it. Uh, some old school power metal, Gamma Ray. I went on a bit of a run with them. Uh, some Power Plant from the 90s. And then Land of the Free, which is an album that I just did not care for when it came out and when I first listened to it. I just thought it was a bit of rubbish. And then one day, a few years later, it all just gelled for me. It's like, oh, I love this album. I couldn't understand what I didn't like about it initially, but it's my favorite Gamma Ray album. Uh, so then Empire of the Undead was the last Gamma Ray that I listened to. And I was like, I'm in the mood for some thrash. So I went and listened to some Annihilator, Alice in Hell. Mm-hmm. Love that. Best Annihilator album I think that they put out. Sadly, it was their first one. They just, I don't think they reached the heights that they, they did with the first one, with anything yeah. else that came out. Oh, one of your favorites, Tribuzi, Execution. Oh, yeah. I, I do like one song on that album. You do? Is it Beast and Light with Bruce? No, no. The one, uh, was it Days of Future Days of Past? Future Past. <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah that, yeah, that is a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. So the only reason I listened to that is I, I listened to an album and then a track came on. I was like, oh, I haven't listened to this for a while. So I went and gave that a run. Uh, some Ghost, some Infestissimum. I was like, I can say that. I should go and listen to it. So I did. Uh, the Cult, Under the Midnight Sun. Almost didn't make it um, into this week's plays, mm-hmm. but it, it got there at the eleventh hour. And then after that, I just rounded it out with a couple of things: some ACDC. Kirsty, any idea what it might have been? Was it Power Ridge? It was Power Ridge, mm-hmm. and I was conscious. I was like, I want to listen to some Akadaka. What what I listen to? I shouldn't listen to Power Ridge because Kirsty will say something about that, and I couldn't think what else <laughs> to listen to. So I was like. I'm going to listen well, to Power I'm Ridge. not going to argue. If I had to pick an ACDC oh. album to listen to, that's the same one that I would pick. Mm-hmm. It's like now, that album is ACDC, and all other things are inferior to that. It's just mm-hmm. how I feel. Yeah. 
Uh, Rose Tattoo. I've, no, I've talked about them before, and Steve, I doubt you've ever heard anything they've done. I've, I've heard, heard I've heard a little, little bit. Yeah, you have. Have you yeah. ever listened to Kirsty or heard is them? that Angry Anderson? It is the guy who sang um, suddenly when um, Carly and Jason got married on Neighbors. Oh, that's right. Yes, he did do that. I have heard that song <laughs> once. I think Kirsty must have told me to listen to it once or something. Yeah, mm. I, I don't really listen to them now. Oh, God. So, Scarred for Life, um, that has the first Rose Tattoo song that I, I'd ever heard, We Can't Be Beaten, which is really, oh, really cool. I know cool. that one. You do? Like yeah, it's an advert. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't mind that song. I just, and the chorus is a little bit naff, but I like them. They're just a dirty, bluesy, rock-sounding, hard rock Australian band. They're good. And then lastly... I did listen to some Blaze, but it wasn't the newest Blaze. I went back to Blood and Belief from the early 2000s. And that was how I finished my week, very quickly. Cool. Very quickly. Oh. All right. Well. It wasn't as quick as me. Uh, no, I was trying to go as fast as I could. I was uh, on a speed on a speed limit. I was told to go faster. Oh, are you? Okay. Well. I think that's what you said. <clears throat> okay. And then all these messages kept coming in. So I listened to a lot of bands. Uh, and I, I have to say a few things about uh, a couple of them, so I'll try to rifle through some of them that I've listened to a lot lately. Uh, again, this past week, I listened to Blindside, uh, the Swedish band, uh, Silence, About a Burning Fire, The Great Depression, The Black Rose EP, With Shivering Hearts We Wait. I listened to all of their albums again. Um, I also, I, I, I couldn't stop myself. I listened to, I got, I wanted to hear Dreamtime by The Cult. So I listened to Dreamtime, and then I just thought, eh, why not just play through the whole playlist I made a while back? So it was Dreamtime, Love, Electric, Sonic Temple, Ceremony, The Cult, Beyond Good and Evil, Born Into This, Choice of Weapon, Hidden City, Under the Midnight Sun, and Death Cult 8323. As a matter of fact, me and my wife went and saw a cult tribute band last night. Again, the same one that we oh, saw okay. before, Sonic Temple. And this time, we were right at the very front, but they were kind of up on a high stage. Saw a couple of alumni from uncle Steve's iron maiden's own stories. There saw Frank saw Chris, mm. uh, had a good little chat with both of them. Uh, just enjoyed the show a lot. It was, uh, they, they played a little bit more and, uh, there was a motley crew band playing after them. And I sent Kirsty a picture of it. They have like a little, just a circle there. Like, you know, cause Tommy Lee would do those drum solos where he, would sit in like a roller coaster type thing where he would, it would drop the, he would get on a, uh, like a chain and it would pull them all over the arena or whatever. So on this one, they just have a little circle behind the thing. And I thought, I'm not willing to listen to, you know, 45 minutes of garbage to see this drum solo from him on the rotating thing or whatever. And I kid you not, man, they came on, they, uh, they, the first thing that their, their opening music was this song from Shout at the Devil which I was praying, play something from Shout at the Devil first, because that's what I would want to hear. Mm-hmm. And the the, th- the song is called uh, God Bless the Children of the Beast. If you're familiar with Shout at the Devil, it's really a real pretty dual lead guitar thing that goes on, and then it ends with that. And then they went into some crappy song off of like uh, Dr. Feelgood or something. But in the first song, he, the drummer comes out, and it's like, doom ba took a bye, doom ba took a kind of a fast beat. And right off the bat, that his drum set spins and goes completely upside down in a loop. And I'm like, Oh man, cool. I got to see it without even having to really watch one song. Uh, Oh, the song was called, uh, all in the name of rock and roll. And it's not very good. I was like, 
but as I can see it as an opener. And <laughs> Matt will be pleased to know that the band's Vince Neil looks like modern day Vince Neil. <laughs> he, oh, okay. he, oh, awesome. And but he sounded as far as you know, as good as Vince Neil could ever sound, he sounded really good. Like he sounded like what Vince Neil and then their second song they were gonna go into girls, 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 and I just looked at Vanessa and said, You ready to go? And then we, did he did he sing two words and then uh, hand the audience out? No, no, he was actually microphone? he was actually singing the words. It seemed like so. Oh, okay. Uh, but like I said, they didn't play anything I knew. I don't really. I've heard that song because I was alive in the late '80s when Motley Crue were really big and had friends that liked them, and I saw them live once. So I might have heard. All in the name of is that off Girls, Girls, Girls? I'm sure I've heard that. I thought it was off Doctor Feel Good, but it could be off that one too. Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. It, it's. It might be off girls, girls, girls too. So, but that was the yeah. se- that was the second song they were starting to play, and I was like, I hate this song. So I was like, we left. Uh, also listened to, to uh, some Nuclear Assault, uh, Game Over, The Plague, Survive, and Handle with Care. I have a funny comment uh, last night on the way to this cult thing. I decided. Let's let Vanessa hear a little nuclear, little John Connolly. Oh, geez, yeah, that'd be good. How do you think that would? Let her. <laughs> yeah. So, so here was her comment. I, um, I listened to them too because you sent sent me a video as well. You're trying to spread the love, aren't you? I ta- I tagged you in it. Anytime I find something from years ago, it was a ten year old post on 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 Facebook, and I it, I just I clicked it. And it was it was a brainwashed from uh, Survive Matt. And Did she use the word terrible? It was worse. She she used a word. She said something that I won't even say about country artists. So you know, it was a really, really. Uh, let me see if I can even figure out which song it was that I played her. It was something I was. You know what? I'll play. I'll play you what I was trying to find her because I love the melody in this in this uh, song, and I just couldn't remember what it was called. Was it, it Mother's Mother's Day? No, no. It was it was the song Surgery off of uh off of uh. But here it goes like a. Let me, let me get to the to the melodies. Right, so I think he sounds so awesome there. I can't what believe she wasn't. What do you think was going to happen? Uh, well, I just, I just said, oh, well, I said, I'll just play you something, something like a lyric popped into my head or something. And I just he wanted was hoping to for a divorce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she literally, she hears it as soon as he starts singing, she just goes, he has no talent whatsoever. Oh, it's the opposite. It and really I was does. like, no talent. What are you talking about? Like, she goes, anybody could scream like that. I'm like, Put do your it. Money then. where your mouth is. Yeah. Do it then. Well, I said, long. I said, look, he's, he's, I said, yeah, it's a different vocal style, but he's doing it and he's got melodies with it. He's singing words. He's playing guitar really fast as he's doing it. And, uh, yeah, but she, I said, look, I hate country music, but I'll give them the fact that they have some kind of talent to, you know, vocalize and play, even if I think it's garbage. Um, so, so then today we're eating lunch, right? And I started reading them. Uh, let's see if I still have it pulled up. I don't think I have the lyrics. I started reading them. Uh, um, I see. Let's see if Thank I you. can. Um, nuclear. Oh, come on. Type correctly, boy. Assault. 
lyrics. So I started, I decided, let me read y'all some lyrics, right? And I was like, these are great lyrics. I didn't tell them what the song was. Uh, and I'll read these. These are just like incredible lyrics. Prejudice is just another way of saying ignorant, describing morons, narrow mind and losers, bloody frozen heart. People who can't see past skin or see what's in a good man's head. Closed up thinking backwards mind, all thoughts paralyzed. Using any argument because you don't want to use your head. Keeping evil ways alive even though they should have died. Freedom is a human right. Skin don't matter black or white. And then I uh, next, next set of lines. And Sarah really liked these. Martin Luther, a great man who wanted people to be sane. Killed by frightened ignorance even though it was too late. His message seemed to be quite clear. Why should we be ruled by fear? With his death, a great man died, but you can't kill his ideals. Let us leave behind all of these stupid racial arguments. Help make racial wars a distant, unforgotten memory. Maybe hate will never die, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't try. And Sarah was like, oh, man, that's those are really good lyrics. And I go, <laughs> I go, uh, I go, um, well, let me let you hear how he sings them, though. <laughs> And I said, remember, the first line is, prejudice is just another way of saying ignorant. This is a favorite of Kirsty, I bet, Matt. Oh, I can tell. Matt, does that song rule or does that song rule? <laughs> so good. Uh, I'd be surprised if everyone wasn't wasn't walking around the house headbanging to that and singing those lyrics. Yeah, but I mean, I was like, listen to these lyrics, you know? I mean, they're just really intelligent, smart, just thought-provoking lyrics. And, you know, and I was and I was like, so I played it for Sarah and I go, "Guess what mom said about his vocals?" And she <laughs> just goes, "Well, she could she didn't say what what Vanessa said, but and as soon as Vanessa goes, I said he had no talent. Maybe I over, maybe I said it a little, maybe I was a little too harsh when I said it. Sarah jumped all over her about it. It was so funny. Oh, what did Sarah say? She goes, you know how many people I hear say Taylor Swift has no talent. You can't say that about an artist when blah, blah, blah. And I just like, I was like, you know, she, I get it. You don't like it. I knew you wouldn't like it, but I just wanted you to hear these vocals. It was just showing a little bit of my variety because I played her. Some, well, something else I'll get to here in a minute. I'll tell you that because it's completely the opposite. Um, let's see. Uh, this is a February, obviously. So I had to listen to some Bruce Dickinson. I listened to the following albums. Balls to Picasso, Skunk Works, Accident of Birth, Chemical Wedding, and Tyranny of Souls. I have a match here with Matthew. I had a few matches right there with Kirsty as well. Um, I did have a match with Matthew. I listened to some Powerage. I, I I pulled a joke on my wife and I said, I go, hey, I'm going to play you something by the cult. <laughs> and uh, I knew that she would recognize the song, but I knew she wouldn't probably remember it. And Kirsty will probably remember when I ever, whenever I played this on my podcast. Remember how long ago when I played this? Yeah. yeah, me and my wife did an episode together, and this is one of the songs I made her listen to. Anyway, it gets to the chorus. It's your love that I want. And I mean, all of a sudden, it was like, oh, I love this. She was really getting into it. 
And mm-hmm. she she thought, and she goes, "Is that off love?" Like she just because she thought I was obviously going to play or something by the cult, and yeah. she just didn't even think about it. And she recognized the chorus and goes, "Oh yeah, that's a song I recognize it, so I like it." It's like when we went and saw. Uh, the winery dogs, they played a song she didn't like, but hearing it live, she was into it, you know, kind of the great equalizer thing. So, yeah, but uh, it was funny because I sent her a screenshot of it and and she was like, why are you sending me that? I go, look at the title. <laughs> she just goes, oh, my gosh. So uh, I also listened to Kiss this week. Uh, yesterday, um, I told Kirstie I was giving some kid a little drum lesson. And one of the songs I thought would be a fun one to try to learn would be. Um, I love it loud, you know, don't, don't, don't just something simple. And, uh, then I just, I heard it and I haven't heard it in so long. I just thought, man, I'm going to listen to this whole album. So I listened to the whole album. It was really good. Then I listened to a band. It's, it's, it's a solo band thing, I guess. Um, I have a cousin that, uh, lives. Stevie? No, this is a real one. Uh, I have a, I have a cousin uh, named Mark and he lives, <laughs> he, he lives down in South Texas. And um, he does like Christian music and stuff. And he does, he has this thing, it's called Firing Arrows, right? And he put out a little EP a while back. And we were driving in the car yesterday and and I had seen that he had put a new single out, you know, and I just was like, I've never listened to him. But I thought, you know, I'll just, I'll play it. You know, he's my cousin and he's a cool dude. So uh, we were in the car and I, I knew Vanessa wouldn't know who it was because it doesn't have his name. It's got his little band name. And so I played it and, and she's like, when did you start listening to this? <laughs> she goes, this isn't something you would normally listen to. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I just, she goes, you just find this recently. I go, yeah, yeah, I just found it recently. And like, I literally downloaded it that day. I just saw it and I was like, oh, you know, it's my cousin. Let me give him a listen. And, uh, she really liked it. And so, you know, I, she never asked me who it was or how I found it though. So I just didn't say anything. So today she's, we're talking and she goes, did you know that firing arrows is your cousin, Mark? I go, how do you think I found it? <laughs> you know, but uh, she really, really liked it. And I'll, I got to admit, you know, he he's a really talented guy. I mean, cause the songs were pretty good, so I enjoyed it. But his his EP was called "Step Off the Planet." So uh, then on Friday last week, three new albums came out by artists that I like, uh, and I listened to all three of them. Uh, one was Lionheart, "The Grace of a Dragonfly." A dragonfly. I listened to that. It's pretty good album. I'm, uh, I was trying to listen to everything on Friday, so uh, I couldn't listen to it more than once. I also listened to uh, Blaze Bailey's album, Circle of Stone. I like that. Did you get past um, the first track? Yeah, I listened to the whole thing. I listened to the whole thing. Oh, well, uh, very good. And he had a couple of guest vocalists on there, too. There's a, yeah. a, a girl. I don't know who the girl was, but the guy, I really didn't like the other guy singing. I was like, I, I don't want to listen to you sing. I want to listen to Blaze oh. sing. You know? I don't even know. who. Do you know who it was? Um, I did know, but I've completely forgotten. It yeah, wasn't like anybody that I'd heard of before. I just wasn't expecting it. I didn't know it was there. And it's, you know, fine. I'm sure I'll like it more when I hear it again. But Yeah, I quite liked it. The, and, the duet. Yeah. And I'll say the last one I listened to, and I'll say of the three, by far the most surprising, the one I was probably expecting the least from, the one that really blew me away. I thought it was an amazingly good album. Uh, was Ace Frehley put a new solo album out? It was called ten, It's called Ten Thousand Volts. I listened through the whole thing and I thought it was really, really solid. Um, Joey Casada, uh, the dude that um that I talked about his podcast a lot, 
He plays drums yep. on he plays drums on the album. I don't know if he's on every song. Oh, wow. But yeah, he plays on it. And he's been talking about it a lot. And I was like, I had heard one song off of it, the, the title track, and I kind of thought, it's okay. And so I played the whole album and I just thought, the album sounds really good. It's produced really well. And there's a lot of good catchy stuff. And I mean, I get it. Ace isn't the greatest vocalist in the world. But I thought, what's going on on that album? I thought, if Gene and Paul from Kiss hear this, they got to be thinking to themselves, he kicked our ass. Because one of the tracks, Cherry Medicine or something? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. The music was good. I didn't like his singing in that. That's, you know, that's. And I like Ace's singing. Yeah. His, you know, it's. You could tell that he was doctored up in the studio some, but that's what a studio is for. You use a studio to the best of your ability. You're not going to go in there and go, I'm just going to throw everything down on one track. So I can, I know he couldn't sing some of those vocals live just because some of the vocals are so quick together. I know he couldn't do that, but I was shocked at how much I was enjoying the album. The music was really good. The drumming, I, I sent Joey a message. Dude, the drumming sounded like your drums sounded good as well as they sounded like they were produced really well on that album. I said, it was, I was just blown away. I wasn't expecting much of anything from that album. I just thought, you know, it's Ace. I'm a Kiss fan and uh, I'll give it a listen. And I'll, I'll be honest, man, when I got done, I wanted to play it again. I just didn't have time. I was like, this is, I, I was shocked, just completely shocked. So, and Ace has a lot of good stuff scattered throughout his, you know, years of putting out a lot of albums over the past 15, 20 years. He's got a good amount of, you know, he's got some, you know, some songs that just aren't that great, but he's got some really solid stuff too, you know I mean? And to me, if you can get half an album of really good songs out of an artist like that, then you're doing really good. But this is an album like, I did, I thought every song was enjoyable. So I was really happy with it. I couldn't believe it. And then um, if, if you watch it on Apple, it's like, it's kind of like, the, the they make the album covers like look like they're kind of coming to life or whatever, you know. Like if you look at Senjutsu and Eddie's yeah, there, yeah, but the flags are yeah, and he's moving flag. around and stuff. And on this mm-hmm. one, on the cover of the album, Ace is kind of there, and he's got um, he's surrounded like there's spaceships like shooting lightning down and stuff at him. And so when you play a track at first, he's just standing there playing, and then the spaceships fly in and they all start shooting him for the whole song. It's pretty. It was I thought that was a pretty cool effect. So. So I would highly recommend any Kiss fan, you know, or if, if you like Ace, I mean, there's a lot of people that, because Ace's voice is obviously the weakest, you know, from pretty much anyone that's ever sung on a Kiss album, but he's got, there's just a certain personality to it that, that I've always kind of dug. So, uh, okay, Matt, I'll save my love for someone else. Um, Kirsty, did you live in, listen to any podcasts this week as well? Did I live any podcast? Did you live any or listen to any? You probably um, did both. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I did listen to one that I was on, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I listened to your podcast and I listened to your pre-waffle um, on the Patreon at 4.30 a.m. on <laughs> yeah. Tuesday morning, one minute after it came out. I saw that I couldn't message. believe when you told me that. I was that's like, that's eager. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> that's how I got into podcasts, though. Just wanting to listen to something when I couldn't sleep. There you go. Uh, yeah, you guys did not have the desired effect because I was still <laughs> awake by the end of it. Mm. And um, I think then again at two a.m. 
I while she was having Wayne's a beer. Iron Maiden podcast. <laughs> Thinking about how <laughs> the pathetic the world is, Matt. <laughs> how pathetic the last podcast I listened to was. <laughs> yeah. I feel like life seems less pathetic when you're listening to Wayne. Uh, um, there was a really great episode, but he was talking about the fallen angel. And I was really disappointed with Wayne and Trevor's takes on that. They weren't that keen on it. I also think one thing Brave New World could have done with is more Adrian. Um, but they had Steve Harris's diary this week and Yannick fell off stage and they had to cancel some shows. So I like that it's um, based in reality. That's funny. And well, I really like the question. If the song was a soup, what soup would it be? Oh. What? Oh, Why are you groaning? Is that because uh, you don't have a soup? Uh, no, I was thinking about going to work tomorrow. No biggie. Sorry. I didn't realize that was out loud. Okay. <laughs> well, I think of I think of soup and yeah, I'm gonna go to work tomorrow. Yeah. Tough was. I thought I thought carrot and coriander, because I really like that, but I can see how it's not for everybody. Yeah, I saw your comment on that. I was like, what is that? I can't yeah, imagine I that. <laughs> well, hang on, hang on. Steve, do you know what coriander is? Is that a band or something? Uh, that's okay. I'll take that as a no. I gather you guys call it cilantro. We do, because I didn't know what cilantro was when I first got here. I was like, uh, what is that? Yeah. And I had to look it up. Junk. It's coriander. Oh, I like it. It's good. Uh, I thought you meant, I think I was thinking Oleander. There used to be a band called Oleander. They were yeah. like a grungy. No, no, we're just purely talking about soup now. Okay. Not me. <laughs> um, I listened to Judas Priestcast. I came back to listen to it again, even though I'm not the biggest Judas Priest fan, as you know. Although I quite often find songs that I like, obviously, when I listen to it. Mm -hmm. But I like the presenters. And I'm just going to say who they are, because I know George likes it when I say Doomy McDoombutt. <laughs> and the other one being Rockerola from Twitter. But this week they had um, on as a guest, Connor Warman, who I follow on Twitter. And... Um, even though he's still at school, he's probably listened to more albums than I have. So I was interested to see how he went on there. And he's very well-spoken and articulate. And he talked about new wave of traditional heavy metal. And I really like the spinner section they have on there as well. Because they, um, they pick a year and then they talk about an album from that year as well. So that's pretty cool. But I didn't listen to too many podcasts. So I think that's about it. <laughs> What about you, Matt? I didn't spend uh, very much time listening to podcasts either because I was in more of a music listening frame of mind um, this week. But the ones that I did listen to uh, started off with some Jim Florentine, Everybody is Awful. And he had some awful inspirational quotes as the subject of the week. There was one little thing that he said that amused me, and it wasn't part of his main episode. It was, you know, he does these little rants at the start. Mm -hmm. And there was something, I don't know if you listened to this one, the latest one or not, but he was talking about if you hear a new slang word that you've never heard before. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. You know, and you've asked what it's meant, then you start using it, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. as, soon, as soon as he started talking about that, straight away, it made me think of oh. George Costanza. Now, you were a Seinfeld fan, Steve. Do you remember when Elaine was dating the the mountain climber and everything was dude and wearing his hat backwards and all his lingo? 
that's what I started thinking about straight away. So I got to chuckle out of that. That's funny. Uh, that made me think of Steve when you told me about it. I'm assuming Steve listened to it too. Oh, uh, because because he, he called me Chugi this week. Oh, because <laughs> he learned yeah. a new word. Yeah, that's because yeah. it sounds it's, it's such a dumb sounding word. <laughs> Chugi. Nah, I don't think it's dumb. I think it's madlit on God, no cap. Madlit. Uh, I listened to an episode from Uncle Steve's podcast, uh, Tattooed Millionaire versus Balls. Anyway, uh, music from a lifetime. I listened to his episode, or Bill's episode, on the Kiss album, the Kiss debut, which who would believe that's 50 years old uh, a week ago today. And it was good. He mm. talked about some of the the backstory behind it, those things. I, I mean, I don't know everything about Kiss, not by any stretch, but just talking about how Gene was calling places and got his first three shows at some place, you know, they'd never played before. I was like, oh, that's pretty ballsy. And Bill Orcoin, you know, you need to have a recording contract within the first two weeks and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, there were people. That, I mean, that's what they got where they were. Yeah. They were so focused. Oh, but, yeah, um, had to be. Good episode. Yeah, there's some interesting things in there. Oh, okay. You're wrestling, mate. I've never met the guy, so he's definitely not my way, <laughs> mate. And I don't watch wrestling. Uh, not the rock. Uh, Michael talk- P- Michael Hayes from the Freebirds. Right. Talk is Jericho. Oh, your mate. So, yeah, yeah. Your yeah. wrestling mate. Now, it wasn't, you know what? It was a bit of a flat earther this week because it's another one I couldn't get through. I was like, ah, oh, it's interesting. I'm, I don't mind the person that he's interviewing. And it's funny because you've mentioned this person. Who and- was it? Who was he talking to? Ace Freely. Oh, I saw I saw that he was interviewing Ace. I saw like a yeah, live thing ten, or something. 10,000 stories from Ace. And so I started listening. I was like, okay, yeah, I have listened and don't know he's got his new album coming out. Even though I'd heard the Cherry Medicine song, I, like I said, I like the music. Mm-hmm. His vocals weren't all that flash. But it was odd. So Ace has made a, you know, a point about the fact that he's sober and he's not doing this and he's not doing that. If I didn't know, I would have sworn that he was drunk or he was high or something. Yeah, he, he just, always he just sounds that way. I mean, I've heard he'd him in other. Say he'd just been to the dentist. That's what they usually do. Oh yeah, maybe he had a wisdom tooth pulled out. Who knows? But the person, I think it was the producer that he had there with him, who sounded he kept imitating Ace. Like oh, I remember Ace when you did this or you was said it that. Steve, was it Steve Brown? Oh god! You know what? To the be guy, honest, I the can't. guy that used to be—they would have told. They would have said, "Oh yeah, he used to be in Trickster." I think that's the guy who one of the guys who produced it. There was a band, I don't, little teeny bopper metal band from the like they were at the very end of the uh, of the eighties metal thing. They caught the very tail end of it. Yeah, and, I know the band. I've, I know of the band Trickster. I haven't heard them. I can imagine what it was like. But yeah, it wasn't good. I was about 15 minutes into this, and I was like, oh, you know, I'll, just, I'll stick it out. And then it's 30 minutes into it, I was like, I can't do this anymore, and I just had to turn it off. It just it did nothing for me. Um, I didn't even know he was on there. I definitely will listen to that. Yeah, I, I can't even think what to say about it. He just sounded like he was high. Like I'm sure he wasn't. Sure. But it was as if he didn't know what he had done. 
Well, because he, the other guy that was yeah, he's done. Is that what he's like? He's just really, really aloof. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he he's all over the place. I mean, he's an old guy. I, I, you kind of wonder at what point do is there any after effect of the of the amount of you know hardcore yeah. drug taking and drinking and just into states of oblivion so many times? Does it? What's the long term effect of it? You know, I don't know. Oh, I mean, I've I've heard and I've seen him do other interviews, but this just seemed really different. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do this, and I can't listen. To- to his cohort that was here with him either. But that was as far as I got. Like I said, most of mine was uh, listening to to albums and that this week. So it was just a few podcasts thrown in. Yeah, I'll, I'll, give, I'll, I'll give it a listen and, and see if he if if I think he sounds any different too. Because I, I, I was interested in seeing that when I saw, I saw, I don't know what they call it, like a little snippet of where it showed him interviewing him. And I was like, oh, cool. So yeah. Um, I listened to Effects Part 2 with Neil Kay. Which was uh, good. I felt like there was a lot he wasn't getting into it with Steve, but he did tell the story about meeting Steve and uh, how he basically was kind of a jerk to Steve Harris when he first met him. He's like, "Yeah, I'll give it a listen and I'll give you a call back if I hear anything mm. worth, you know." And he's like, "And it, it was really funny to hear Neil K. basically want to punch himself in the face over saying it that way because he was just like, I've relived that moment so many times and I." want to just slap the hell out of myself kind of, you know, he just, he's funny and he, the, but the stories again, it was very, very interesting. And uh, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm assuming part three would probably already be out by now if he's putting them out week by week, but I haven't seen it. So I don't know. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to a part three and, or a part four or whatever effect does with it. Uh, yeah. I really, I thought that's really cool. I mean, that's a, that's a good, that's a good, catch to have him on you know just mm-hmm. with the history he has that's really cool um i also listened to jim florentine who's obviously you know really big in the news right now matt i guess you may not have heard about it maybe not what's that well there was like four comedians that all got um got the woke treatment in uh in seattle like four or five comedians all got canceled from this club and they got sent this big letter and Jim Florentine posted the letter on Twitter. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah. It's a big deal. Like his new podcast came out already. It's uh, I guess I got it on uh, Patreon. It's called Jim Florentine gets canceled or something. Um, But yeah, he was, uh, it was him and a couple of three other guys I've never heard of. And man, they were just like, but I want to check the other guys out too. Now that they all, the guy didn't really give him any real reason about it, but it's up in the part of Seattle. That's just a really bizarre place in America right now. Yeah. You know, um, I've seen quotes from people on Jim Florentine's Twitter that are saying stuff to him. Like nobody likes that part of town. Nobody, the guys were like, I don't, I never even heard of that club before that, that canceled you, you know? And it's just a lot of it going, you'll, you'll definitely read about it and hear about it. I'm sure he'll talk about it on the new podcast, surely. But um, yeah, I listened to his uh, podcast that came out uh, last week. Uh, Was it the never happened stories? I think it was, or no awful inspirational quotes. I listened to never happened stories. Um, I listened to another podcast from uh, the Osbournes and it was, um, this one was from early January and it was Aussie's untold rock stories with Billy Morrison. I didn't really know who Billy Morrison is, but apparently He's like a longtime guitarist with, I think, uh, Billy Idol. And uh, he's done stuff with some other people. I just really don't know. But it was just cool. It was just it was just them two. The whole family was gone, and it was just Ozzy and him talking. And I, I'll be honest. 
it scared me as a parent listening to that, listening to Ozzy and this guy Billy talk about drugs and how bad drugs are now and just how easy it is. Ozzy's like, you know, they're, you know, back in our day, drugs weren't, you know, you didn't take drugs one time and they just kill you. You're not killing your client with one yeah. usage. And he taught, they talked a lot about it. And it was really interesting to listen to two freaking, you know, drug addicts talk more or less about drugs. I mean, neither one, they're both clean now, but it was scary. It scared me because we had a really scary incident happen, you know, four or five years ago with my son where he got slipped something. And, uh, Hearing that, it just it scared the hell out of me listening to that. And I just like, God, I, I went and had a talk with both of my kids. And I just said, listen, guys, you got to be really careful. And just hearing them and hearing some of their stories that they had some funny stories and things like that, too. But they talked a lot about a lot of modern, you know, I, I don't know about drugs much. And, you know, I don't know what I can't remember what all they were talking about. But uh, it, I would recommend parents listen to that. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of mumbo jumbo listening, to, trying to understand Aussie, this and that and um, too. But. The drug talk was very, I found it to be very enlightening because it's coming from, when, when Ozzy's talking about how bad it is, you know it's bad, you know? Um, but it was a very, I really enjoyed it. It was a very enjoyable episode. Um, let's see here. Uh, I listened to, I listened to the uh, podcast that we did, uh, the the uh, the very infuriating um, album battle we did last week, as well as the waffle and... That was all I say, listened. Did you say infuriating? Yeah, yeah, it was. I'm sure. Uh, so speaking of that, why don't <clears throat> why don't we go to the uh, the the um, quit quotes, thank yous, and the thank yous, yeah, that kind of stuff, and uh, thank the people who shared real quickly here. Uh, first off, we had the episode, the uh, album battle, and the people that uh, what do they call it here reposted it. Are as follows: the Scouser David Laird in Liverpool, England; the Chatbot 1.0. Um, I'm going to do my best one on this. Uh, Bodurov, B-A-D-U-R-R-A-F, Bodurov, uh, in Bytom, <laughs> B-Y-T-O-M, Poland. So that's pretty cool. Cool. Uh, um, oh, what's this one here? Uh, Sephitharoth. I don't know where he's at. I, I can spell it if you want to laugh at how I'm pronouncing it. No, sorry. We already did. Okay. Uh, I can spell it though, just so you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. The official detention how, teacher. How do you spell it? It. Oh, you got me, you bugger. Yeah. Uh, the official detention teacher, Gen Maryutani in Chiba, Japan. Then we got a. Uh, John B. in Bemidji, Minnesota. That place that Matt thinks isn't as cold as where he lives. Uh, I didn't say that. And then someone else who lives in a place that's definitely colder than where Matt is, because I've seen pictures of him outside with his big, long uh, Finnish beard just covered with snow and his glasses all completely iced over. Hey, Villa. Um. Next up, I have, I don't know how to pronounce this. Um, it's Hati, H-A-T-I, in Ankara, Ankara. Anyone know where that is? Oh, I've heard of that. Ankara, um, could be Ankara, A-N-K-A-R-A. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've heard of it. Is too. that a fake place? I've seen it on the huh? SBS weather. 
There's lots of uh, <laughs> there's lots of umulots in his little hashtag stuff up there, so I don't know what it all means. Mm. But um, so maybe it's it's the capital of Turkey. Ah, okay. very cool, very cool. <clears throat> uh, of course, uh, Kirsty Prince, the official translator out there, geographer, geographer mm-hmm. of the podcast. And that is that. Now we got uh, the Queet quotes. First up, Genmar Yatani in Chiba, Japan. And he says, I agreed with Matt more often than any other episode he's done. <laughs> I wouldn't well, how could you argue with such a, uh, <laughs> a statement? From remember. such a well-respected personality. Yeah, he is well-respected. I give you that. So I was ne- talking about me. Okay. Yeah, you're you're well. You are well-respected. No, I was talking about Ken. He is well-respected. He is. Next yeah. up, we had Simeon in France. Matt's a man on the street up there. He is. He's got his ear to the ground. He knows what's going on in Paris. Yeah, Matt. That's how Matt found out about uh, the pinstripe oh. suit. The uh, how old was the grandma, Kirsty? One hundred and three. One hundred three year old grandma uh, found out about the kids. You know, Kirsty, did you know the kids were at the wedding, but none of the guys in Iron Maiden were there? Isn't that weird? That's that is a bit weird, isn't it? That I wonder really, why. It is really maybe weird. maybe they've already been to two of his weddings and they were over it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not so, buying me another bloody honeymoon present or wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, this is what Simeon said. He said, found it quite hard to listen to these two albums. Thankfully for Bruce and for our ears, next albums were way better. Nevertheless, there is a masterpiece in these two albums, Tears of the Dragon. And his album title, Matthew, I think you'll appreciate this. I think we can all appreciate this. His album title, Tears of the Clown. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Very fitting. Um, here's his uh, 10 song album. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Son of a Gun, Tattooed Millionaire, Born in 58, A Thousand Points of Light, Laughing in the Hiding Bush, Change of Heart, All the Young Dudes, Fire, Sacred Cowboys, and Tears of a Dragon. So it's a pretty decent album, I'd say. Uh, needs more Zulu. Needs no Zulu. Ooh. Next up, we have uh, Lord Andrew. Otherwise known as? Weekend Warrior. There you go. Georgie's dad. Enough said. And he said, finally, some sense from this man. (laughs) Matt's defense of Tattooed Millionaire is admirable, but ultimately futile. (laughs) Oh, let's keep rattling off. Flawed. Let's keep rattling off names till we get to the right one for Mr. Andrew now. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, be, what? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Ah, what, it's you, okay. Didn't you say he was him and Vince Neil had one thing in common? Uh, I don't remember saying that. Okay, sorry. Um, and he said, "My choices: Son of a Gun, Hell No, Born in '58, A Thousand Points of Light." Laughing in the Hiding Bush, Change of Heart, All the Young Dudes, Fire, Sacred Cowboys, and Tears of a Dragon. And then he wrote down Tattooed Millionaire 3, Balls to Picasso 7, 
That, that, that score seems eerily familiar to the Somewhere in Time album cover, doesn't it? West Ham 7, Arsenal 3. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so low. <laughs> mm. But, you know, I, I won't say anything else there. I, just, I don't have anything good to say there, so. No, I just, I literally have the poster sitting like right behind me and I just glanced back right when I said mm. Uh Next up, we have uh, Anna and I don't know where Anna's from. And uh, she said, a, she made a couple of comments that really, really, uh, one very disturbing comment, but she said, I thought I'd come out of this with more tattooed millionaire. That's disturbing right there. But five to five it is. Haven't listened to some of these in a while, so it was mostly Zulu Lulu. I'm looking at you, a pleasant mm. trip down memory lane, mostly. And he's she's saying Matthew that Zulu Lulu is the one that basically ruined it for her. Mm. So she said, "Tattooed millionaire and balls to Picasso." Here's here's her results. Uh, when they do that sideways V, it, whichever one it's pointing at is the winner. Correct. The yeah. wide, the what, the wider end is the winner. It's okay, bigger, it's greater than. Great. If you've than. got to work it out, Steve, look what everyone puts for Tears of the Dragon and just follow. Okay, that'll yeah. that's a good That tip. works. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so Son of a Gun over Cyclops, Tattooed Millionaire over Hell No, Born in Fifty Eight over Gods of War, Thousand Points of Light over Hell on Wheels, Laughing in the Hiding Bush over Gypsy Road, Change of Heart over Dive Dive Dive. Uh, all the young dudes overshoot all the clowns. This is the one that was really disturbing. Licking the gun over fire. Eesh. See, someone agrees with me. Sacred Cowboys over Zulu Lulu and Tears of a Dragon over No Lies. And I think let me see. I, I gotta. I guess I gotta find her comment here. Um, I wrote. I wrote in here. Uh, let me find it. I wrote a, li- a lick in the gun victory is depressing. And then Kersey wrote, but understandable. And um, where's her comment? Oh, where's her comment? I thought. Oh, I can't. Oh, she wrote. This is Anna. It wriggles its way into my ear and I can't get it out of my head for days. Yep. Mm. That's what I said, wasn't it? I was like, fire's just so meh. At least, like, licking a gun's got a hook. Well, it's got its hooks in you. I won't. I won't listen to it again. So, I didn't want to hear either of them, to be honest. Unless there's money involved, <laughs> I'm not listening to it again. I'll say it that way. You know, if someone came up and said, "Would you?" Oh, you'd never listen to it again, even for a billion dollars. Well, duh. Yeah, I'll get. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd fall on that sword. I'll get the. I'll get the lyrics to "Licking the Gun" tattooed on my back for a billion dollars. You know, I'll probably do it for like twenty bucks. <laughs> Okay, when I when I come to Perth, twenty bucks, and and we're gonna go to a tattoo parlor. Kersey's getting the lyrics to licking the gun on her back. <gasps> okay, only if we get tattoos together. If you'll get all, I'm not getting the licking the gun lyrics though. But if I did, you'd get one, would you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what if you? Okay, what if you didn't do the lyrics and you just did a, a visual representation of the title <laughs> track? <laughs> no, she has. Oh, the title of the title of the song. I mean. All right, let's let's just leave that. Let's we can talk about that later. So next up, oh dang, we have a three-parter next from um 
I don't I don't know if he's going to be the most hated man in podcast land after this. He might take Mark's title, Gen, the guy in Chiba, Japan. Let's see what he has to say here. I never really liked Balls to Picasso. Strike one. My feeling on the album overall is these songs don't need to be sung by Bruce or played by Roy Z. Maybe I feel that way because I'm not a big fan of 90s heavy music in general, but I really think these songs killed the great talents of Bruce and Roy Z. The most the most riffs aren't interesting. The solos mm-hmm. don't show Roy Z's color. I think there's some color in there, but it's probably uh, on... Of, like, some of the solos were okay. Yeah, there were some good solos. Yeah. But I'll agree with the rest of what he says. The, the vocal lines don't catch my ears. The only mm-hmm. redeeming part of the album is Tears of the Dragon, which became the prototype of songs like Man of Sorrows, Out of the Shadows. I re-listened to the entire album yesterday, and it didn't change my mind over... It didn't change my overall impression. But I always strive to be open-minded, so let's see if you three can change my mind. Maybe this is before. He must have done this before. Okay. He usually does. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Uh, Okay. No more. He had no more comments about it after that. I guess his comment was the one I read earlier. So, Uh, And next up... Dean, prehistoric and proud dinosaur king to the unofficial dinosaur of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden zone. The unofficial? Yeah. Do you have more than one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you oh, okay? You're not going to endorse the dinosaur? I don't know that I'm. I, I don't know if I can keep endorsing these opinions. So he said, um, "This is a two-parter." Of course. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's short for him. We've had five or six parts. Um, it seems to me this battle would separate those who like the good time hard rock of the 80s from those who embrace dismal grunge, Kirsty. I'm glad he used that term. Dismal grunge. Whatever. Allison Changes, well, they're, they might be dismal, but they're awesome, right? Still they are awesome. So I'm surprised at you, Uncle Steve. Not for the first time. Wait, I'm, I'm I'm surprised at you, Uncle Steve. Not for the first time. Also, all the Kirsty, you may have to translate. Maybe we can't translate. All the pearl clutching over the sexual lyrics is silly. And then I got to go to the other one here. Um, not all rock has to be about literature and history. And not all sexual innuendo has to be clever. Most sexual innuendos, if they're not clever, suck, I think. No pun intended, Matthew. Nope. It can be right. (laughs) Uh, Innuendo. And history, and it's not all sexual innuendo has to be clever. It can be right in your face and just about fun. I guess that's the way Matt feels about like Zulu, Lulu, and all that here, stuff. Here, it's exactly it's just a bit of fun. Tattooed delivers just what was intended, and I've always loved it. Good time, rock and roll. Who? What? It's W H with a bunch of of letter O's behind it. I wonder what that's that might be. Who? Gives a f- I've got to. I've got to agree with what he says. I mean, how could you not? 
Next up, we have Metal Kevin from the Metal Cavern Podcasting Society of Australia. Otherwise known as? Otherwise known as Bill, right? Bill. But Metal Kevin sounds better. Honestly, oh wait, question mark there. Honestly, (laughs) it's a tie. I couldn't separate them listening to the albums again, and I couldn't separate them song versus song. Finished five to five, a battle of mediocrity. Well, one garbage album, and then one that's not so bad. And then, and then you've got Tattooed Millionaire. Yeah, the garbage. And then Tattooed Millionaire. Shats, as we like and then to call it around here. We don't. We know if we don't call Shats. Not, um, not bad albums as such, but really overall just dull. Sorry, Bruce. And his, uh, that's a pretty good name for an album, actually. This is by far the best album title I've seen. It beats Tattooed Balls or, you know, Millionaire Balls or, you know, whatever. His name, his his was called Tattooed Picasso. That's, oh, yeah. a, that's pretty clever. Uh, and here's his winners. Uh, Cyclops, Tattooed Millionaire, Born in 58, A Thousand Points of Light, Laughing in the Hiding Bush, Dive, Dive, Dive. That was against Change oh. of Heart, wasn't it? Oh well, maybe he doesn't like ballady things. Maybe he got called. Maybe he got called away. You know, he missed that. I don't know. It wouldn't have mattered what it was up against. Dive, dive, dive is a winner. Winner of shite song of the album, maybe. Uh, then he had all the young dudes. Uh, licking the gun. In agreement with Kirsty. God almighty. Even even I didn't go that far. God. His, his is the opinion that I agree with most this week. Uh, I may just have to start. I may just have to change. Instead of calling him Metal Kevin, let's just call him Bill. Hello, William. Woo! Hello, William. Oh, might be a retort here. <laughs> yeah. Sacred Cowboys and Tears of a Dragon. So that's how he uh, finished that out. Um Next up, uh, I did one, and I said, this week you will find out that the horse shite guru isn't just a funny nickname for Matt. It's not even a funny nickname. And speaking of horse shite, and I played it for you guys earlier, how incredibly loud my horse shite was, and I spoke really softly before it. Did anybody out there like crank their radio up because they thought it was getting quiet and then just get their eardrums blown out on that one? If so, please let me know. Oh, yes, I'm, please. He was very proud apologize. of him. He was huh. very proud of himself during the week. When I'm my, sure their lawyer Yeah, their lawyer, exactly. You know, and if anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about, let me just refresh your memory. Flip-flop. Here we go. Hang up. I have the thong. I have the... Do you know what I heard the the fallout that came out of that was? What was that? I heard that Bruce had to go to the hearing doctor. And go, <laughs> doctor, Uncle Steve effed up my hearing for good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love when he says that, like there's any such thing as a hearing doctor. Yeah. yeah. So so next up, um Jesse speaking some uh wisdom here. Balls to Picasso is definitely the winner here. Smart guy that Jesse is. Next time, oh, now here's one coming up that you guys cannot 
go against. You just can't. You just can't. <laughs> I'm going to pronounce his name myself, just so you know. It's <laughs> Vili Wali Werta in Finland. <laughs> and he said... Fabulous job. I'd go for balls to Picasso in a heartbeat, but these album battles have taken me by surprise before, so let's have a listen and see how this one turns out. Next up oh is God, somebody I uh, haven't seen here before. Oh. Uh, I don't know this name. I don't know if this is Rory McGimpsey. Is that? Um, and he said. Okay. He said, balls to Picasso. It's the grown up mature album that Bruce was eager to make at the time. Okay. Fair enough. And that's all of the tweet uh, quotes for. That now we're gonna do the ones for oh you know what um for the waffle zone so let's do that man yep and uh it was reposted by the Scouser chatbot 1.0 David Laird in Liverpool England Th- Thane of the Dead okay. That's, I haven't seen that. I hadn't seen that change before. Okay, so I just... Uh, I, I wondered if he'd gotten married and had to change his name. I thought it was, was a new different person, like maybe someone that was a fan of his. Okay. Uh, but it, I see. Okay. Next up was the uh, Gen Mariatani, the, the Dave Murray of Uncle Steve's Iron Main Zone. Uh, Yo Villa from Finland. Uh, Johnny B, 1966 in St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada. The Judas Priest cast in Walsall. Kirsty Prince also did a uh, share. And we got two quotes. First one was uh, a fine gentleman. Goes by a nickname of Sonia's husband. And... He said, he's got three pictures of his son, George, and he's looking at three different, what I learned are Saxon singles. Um, And I, I got to say, like, I showed this picture to my, uh, my wife and daughter, uh, the first one. And I go, this kid looks like he could be like a, like a model. I like, know he's got such lovely hair and lovely eyes. Yeah, he's just got a cool and a cool, just a cool look about him. Yeah, and um, so you got those three pictures there, and then Andrew replied, and he's got a question for one of us. Busy researching and ready to record, Matt, Andrew, and George's Saxon Zone. Where are you, Matt? I saw somebody saw that and got really excited i know so you're gonna have to actually do it now yeah yeah let me let me read you these replies uh matt i thought there was some good replies here um where's the guy that asked about that um here we go uh pete toby (laughs) he said wait there's a saxon zone and i go yeah it's like a friend zone with a lady you don't get the good stuff (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why did you say that? It made me laugh. It he made me laugh. being funny. It made me laugh. It's disappointing as one of your friends. I'll be honest. As soon as I hit send on that, the first person I thought of was, oh, Kirstie's going to see that. 
I thought I would disappoint her, and I thought Matt would get a chuckle. So the last there you go. One, that's what happened. That's what happened. The last one uh, last week I mentioned David Laird and how he said his um, backside was uh, twitching whenever he found out his daughter was on the Iron Maiden story. And he said, it wasn't just mm-hmm. twitching. It was moving more than a chatbot jaw. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. And then he has a uh, guy in a race car. It says, chat is too fast. Slow down, please. So, But that's it. That's the whole waffle zone, Matthew, Kirsty. So cheers. Bye. Bye.